the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by the Allworth Law Firm. Lamentations 521 tells us, Turn us back to you, O Lord, and we will be restored. Almost everyone is dealing with recovery of some sort. It could be from addiction, pain, divorce, sin, separation, depression, job loss, or being stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and destructive behavior. Recovery through a relationship with Jesus Christ is the foundation of healing and growing anew. Listen as Pastor Allworth shares how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ has turned his life around, will help you and your loved ones recover and be restored in his name. God wants you to walk out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Keep listening. Recovery Through Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. This is Pastor John Allworth coming to you live from KKHT Studios. Every time I hear that scripture, God wants to call us out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. It just fires me up because the reason I'm on this radio show is because I want to shout from the mountaintops because, you see, I was under the bondage of addiction, and God called me out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. And I want to shout out to people wherever they are, under a bridge, uh, trying to be you know, a husband, a father, and not being a, doing a very good job because alcohol or drugs or something else has them under bondage. I want to shout out, you don't have to live that way. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came so that you could live abundantly, and that's the life that he wants for you. And I've got a wonderful guest today who's got an incredible testimony. Uh, it's, it's Pastor uh, Ellsworth Herring, who's uh, the chaplain at the Open Door Mission. He and I have gotten to know each other a little bit over the past couple of years, and, and uh, he's a wonderful brother and, and uh, just has a heart for the men at the Open Door Mission. How are you today, Pastor? I'm doing well, and I'm excited and very thankful to be here. Well, you know, I it's it's amazing. The longer you get to know somebody and the more you talk to them, the more you learn about them. And, and um, I learned some things today just in our, our little visit before uh, the show. But h- how long have you been at the Open Door Mission? Well, I'm go- it's going on about nine years now. Well, we have our gala on um, tomorrow night. You know, there's so many wonderful things about the mission, and we're going to talk about that today. Uh, but one of the great things is is that we don't take any money from the government because we want to have the freedom to have a faith-based program. And when you get into the government and you get into insurance companies and you get into all these things, then they start dictating what kind of program you can have. And uh, we believe in in deliverance, that Jesus Christ can deliver us from bondage. And we believe whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And so, uh, you know, it, uh, I've heard different things. A quarter to a third of our program is spiritual yes, and, and focuses on, on the guys developing a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Because to me, that that's where real freedom comes from. You know, I believe in the 12 steps. I think I know people that they've helped. Our brother Philip, for example, was came to Christ through, through the 12 steps. So that's possible. I believe in in secular recovery programs if that's what's helped somebody. But really, the first step and the only step, the right step, is is a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you because God just doesn't want us to be sober, He wants to restore us. 
He wants to deliver us. He wants to set us free, and and that's what does it. And I know your heart is 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 there with the men. Tell us what what do you do as the chaplain at the Open Door Mission? Well, there's several functions uh, that I serve. One of them is the doing the the morning devotion every morning, um, and it is just so exciting to be able to start the day and direct the men's attention to begin because I'm reminded of Isaiah 26, three, where he says, I'll keep you in perfect peace. If you keep your mind stayed on me. Amen. So it's a joy to uh, set Jesus before them. And I agree with you that my God is always one step away. Amen. Amen. And he, you know, if we look back on our lives, because both of us are in recovery, we can see that he was always there. You know, I, I think recovery in in one sense, it's very complicated and people come from all kinds of trauma and, 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 you know, there are many, many things that we can do to help them. But I think it basically comes down to one thing. Without God, I can't. And without me, God won't. <laughs> and it's, it takes that partnership. It takes that, that surrender to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to really be set free. Yeah, it's a sad commentary that in the spiritual marketplace uh, in America today, uh, it's been infiltrated by the enemy, and 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 it causes people to swim in so many different directions, uh, thinking they're uh, at peace with God, connected to God, intimate with God, but uh, in truth, um, they're not. Yeah. Well, I want to go back to something that you said because you know, addiction and bondage. Um, <laughs> You know, when we truly go down that road and before we hit bottom, we spend so much of our time, so much of our resources, so much of our energy, so much of our soul on on pursuing whatever it is that has us under bondage. And these are lifetime habits. I mean, many of the men that we – I mean, we've got men there that are 20 to – 83. 83, and I know exactly who you're talking about, our (laughs) our friend that starts with a K. Yeah, yeah, he's 83. Uh, So, uh, you know – Many of these are, are lifetime habits, and and to retrain themselves to begin their day, as we all should, thanking God for another day and spending some time with him, either by reading his word or reading a devotion or listening to worship or doing all of all of the above, uh, is it, so powerful. And the the other great thing about the, the mission is is that it's free. <laughs> and But these guys, I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. These guys work hard while they're there. I mean, what time do you have devotion? What time do you start? We start at 6.30 a.m. And they've already had breakfast at that point. No, breakfast starts right after okay. the devotion. Okay, well, they start at 6.30 a.m. in devotion. Yes. And how long does that go? Till 7.30. You know, they get their spiritual food and then go right into the earthly food. That's a good order of things. So tonight, I'll go to break every chain after this radio show, and we'll go from 7 to 8.30. So these men have been, they've had the rest of their curriculum day sandwiched around, beginning with devotion and ending with our spiritual Break Every Chain uh, program. And that's a long day. That's a long day for anybody. I don't care who you are, from 6.30 in the morning to 8.30 at night. And you know, Pastor, you, you know this as well as I do, that we don't get everybody. Uh, you know, some men leave after, you know, just a few days or a couple of weeks or within the first month. Although we may have planted seeds that may may germinate later, the Holy Spirit may may bring those to fruition later. But when you see 
a, a man who is downtrodden, has gone through trauma, has, has lived these life experiences, has been addicted, maybe was living on the streets. You see the light begin to go on in his eyes when he begins to truly surrender his life and realize how much Jesus Christ loves him. That's worth every all our, the effort we, that we do. Would you agree, my brother? That is priceless. I yeah. mean, that's worth uh, the price of admission. I mean, that's one of the reasons because it wasn't that long ago that I remember that that used to be me. Yeah. There was a time when I was uh, hopelessly addicted to crack cocaine, um, and it really was devastating in my life. I was at a place where I didn't think there was hope for me, but God rescued me, and that's why one of the reasons I'm so passionate about uh, helping God's kingdom grow. Amen, brother. You know, I read uh, once in a recovery book that people who are religious are afraid to go to hell, but people who have been there and back are spiritual. <laughs> it is yeah. true recovery is a spiritual awakening. It's a spiritual journey. It's 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 embracing a relationship with Jesus Christ. And and uh, as you say, there's nothing more valuable. Let's talk a little bit about you. Where did you grow up? Born and raised in Chicago, South Side, South Suburb of Chicago. Um, and ended up going to to a high school, in, integrating a high school um, that was all white at the time. Um, and you're African American, so absolutely yeah. yes. Um, and just being um, open. Uh, this was back in the time when they were when busing and oh, I remember know, those days. We're admitting our age, brother. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, so. now, it was a big deal. I mean, it was it was causing civil strife and, and all kinds of uproar in our society. Um, and so you got bused from the South Side into an all white school. Yes, and uh, there was not one day the whole first year that the ambulance didn't take someone away. Oh, wow. They tried to kill us every day. Wow. So well, that's just one well, of those. What years are we talking about? Then? Well, I'm going to really I, give away your age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went there in 1967. Okay. And graduated in 1971. And that's, you know, well, there's so much. I mean, there is today, but, you know, we we tend to forget that the Vietnam War and, and the the flower, whatever power movement and, and the, uh, integration causing all kinds of, uh, conflict. So, you know, the enemy has been at work for a long, long time. Um, and, uh, he was certainly rampant then. So, uh, when, how, when did you get down here to Texas? Well, I went to the Navy. The Navy took me from Chicago to California and uh, I was in the program in the Navy, the medical program. I'm a combat-trained nurse. I and, remember you telling me that, yeah. Yes, and they the Marines didn't have nurses, so they attached me to the Marines. And I was in Oceanside, California, Camp Pendleton. And when I got out of the Navy, I stayed in Long Beach, California for 28 years. And how how is it that when did you begin to experiment or, or start this uh relationship with crack cocaine well it started um after i graduated high school and went to college you know we ended up being state champs in football and basketball cool and i had a choice of being in a football or basketball scholarship i chose football 
And uh, I made it three years there because they had an abundance of everything. Cars, apartments, drugs. And that's where I got swept away. Yeah, it starts out as just a quote-unquote experiment. and uh, But, uh, you know, I, I don't know about your if you've got the same genetic background I do, I've got, you know, my mama died at 62 of liver failure. Her father died at 62 of liver failure. And my dad's father died at 61 of alcohol related complications. So it's a product, you know, it's, it's, it's our own choices. We have to take personal responsibility, but, uh, for our actions, but there's also genetics and environment. So you're talking about environment there where it's, where it's everywhere. It's, It's prevalent. Yeah. For a long time, I didn't really understand it that way, but that's true. Yeah, there are other factors uh, that contribute to the choices that people make. Yeah, and they are choices ultimately. And, and you know, I've got a family member, and I won't, I won't call them out. I won't say who. And it's actually on my <laughs> wife's side of the family right now. That's that's really should have hit bottom, lost jobs, lost relationships. Um, you know, living from. Uh, hand out to hand out from relatives and refuses to admit that they have a uh, a problem with alcohol. And it, it's that honesty. You know, one of the things I love about recovery is it, true recovery to me mirrors our walk with Christ. You, you've got to get honest. You've got to surrender to him. You've got to forgive. You've got to make amends to your brothers and sisters in Christ. You have to, Lamentations 340, you have to examine your ways and return to the Lord. And as you go through this process, it, it, it you have to be humble, which was a problem for me. And we see that with a lot of the men. We talked about that earlier. What, what are some of the problems that you have uh, getting reaching some of the men? Well, I, I think... Pride is one of the biggest hindrances Amen. Yes, um, because it will put a stranglehold on a person and yes. prevent him from opening up uh, to allow God to rescue them. Because I believe my God is on a rescue mission. And I teach that drugs and alcohol, from God's perspective, is not your real problem. It's the fruit, but it's not the root. That's good. You know, we had a message. Uh, I don't know if you know, know Pastor Jerry Beasley. Um, and he talked about how, you know, I've always described it as, as having a bucket. And addiction is like you've got you're pouring things in it, whatever it may be, alcohol, drugs, pornography, whatever it is. And there's a hole in that bucket. And you can pour and pour and pour and, and, and you're never filling it up. It's just it's just emptying it. He had a great take on that in a, in a way. And he was talking about how. Really, what we're doing is we're misplacing our yearning, yearning for a relationship with our with our Maker, with God, and we're misplacing that and trying to use drugs and alcohols to fill that void. When the only thing that can really fill that void and give us that peace is that relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah, I agree. There is that void that we're all born with, um, and Satan has uh, many counterfeits for all the gifts and tools God has for us. Satan has counterfeits. Yeah. And he once, tries to mirror God and yes. with counterfeits, yeah. Yes, and once people tiptoe and tap dance around with certain things and take that one step too many, yeah, and that thing seizes control of them, and then the process of when will a person be broken? When will a person be honest enough to uh, cry out for help? Yeah. 
which is which is really a true strength, but we perceive it in our society. Pride, solve your own problems, be a man, step up to the plate. All these things work against us for both men and women, uh, work against us. You know, I didn't want to go into rehab because I didn't want anybody to know I had a problem. Well, hello, <laughs> everybody already knew it, you know, and, and, and instead of judging me, and thinking poorly of me because I sought help, they were all gloriously, the people that cared about me were all yeah. gloriously happy, particularly when they saw that it came with a renewed relationship with, with Jesus. I mean, yes. that that was just, I mean, the love and the acceptance and, and everything that I was met with when I actually had the courage and the humility to say, yeah, I got a problem. I, I, I do need help was just overwhelming. I mean, it's, you know, of course, the greatest relationship I've ever, the greatest decision I've ever made in my life is fully committing to Jesus Christ. But the the second one, and, and, and they came hand in hand, uh, was, was admitting I had a problem and getting help. And, yeah. and that pride, that pride keeps us from doing it. And it is, it is so misplaced. And, you know, of course, we've got a perfect example. If we just read the Gospels, uh, someone who showed us how to live with humility, and that's Jesus Christ, <laughs> and who came, uh, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve many, and even to the point of the cross. So um, how do you break through that, Pastor? How do you break through that issue of pride with these men? I think love is one of the strongest forces in the world. Amen. And I, I believe with the first recorded question in Scripture, when God came to Adam and he said, where, where are, are you? you? Yeah. Where are you? Not because he didn't know, <laughs> but he wanted Adam to fess up. And I think that was grace giving him a chance right there. Right. Um, to identify where he was. So I'm glad that I have a chance to now um, help people into God's kingdom. And there's a sense of urgency because everywhere I look around me, time is running out. And so I just am so thankful that I don't have to live like I used to be. Yes. Because it was really, really bad for me. Chaos. I didn't think it was hope. Yeah. And surprisingly, it was in prison where I met the Savior. Uh, and he took what looked like the worst thing that could happen to me it turned it into the best thing. That's exactly right. That's exactly what the at the time that all the events that led me to go into rehab, I thought they were the worst thing that ever happened. And as I look back and I reflect, God chastises those He loves, and He was cornering me, and they were all the best thing that ever happened to me. Because without those things, I, I, I may never have admitted that I needed that help. I may never have put my pride aside i may never have gotten the help i needed so that's really well put pastor and and you know we were talking earlier about our mutual friend boyd harrell uh, you know who's mm-hmm. who, who's cool ministries which is a great name christ over our lives ministries uh it goes into prison we've got one at at, at my church uh uh, called Hope for All in Jesus Prison Ministry that's been going for about 40 years. And they go into the prisons. And some of the guys that are on my our team with Break Every Chain are also uh, in, in that involved in that ministry. And uh, I, I, that sense of urgency that you said, you know, uh, my pastor is an end times pastor. He, you know, believes the book of Revelation is is we're living, seeing it live out in front of our eyes. But I've always got that sense of urgency, not just because of that, which, you know, I, I believe my pastor and trust him, but also because 
we're not promised tomorrow. Right. <laughs> and we're going to, both of us are going to go get in a vehicle and we're going to drive. Uh, I'm going to drive to the mission and wherever you're going, we're going to, we're going to hit the freeways in Houston. <laughs> and, and there are people out there and maybe not listening, but they know they have brothers and sisters and fathers and husbands and coworkers and cousins that, that are living precariously with the fentanyl out there. You know, the overdoses from that one drug are at a hundred thousand a year. Uh, there's a sense of urgency that, that some, that we can get hit by a, a Mack truck, all kinds of things can happen. And so, uh, there's a sense of urgency and I feel it at the mission to help every single person that needs help because God, God is there for them. His grace is calling them. His love is calling them. And uh, I, I just want to commend you for the work that, that you do at the, at the mission. And I think you nailed it on the head through, through love. That's how you reach them. That's it. Because so many of these guys, I think you've seen it. They don't feel loved. They don't feel like anybody loves them. They've, they've uh, either through circumstances, other people's fault, their own fault. They've, they've, uh, their relationships are broken. They don't have anywhere to turn. Uh, all the, like my relative that I was talking about, all have tarnished all their relationships. So, uh, love is the most powerful. I think you said it, the most powerful force in the universe. Amen. Yes. You know, and I, uh, as I told you, I buy a lot of candy because when you have candy, you know, the kids talk and, and lots of times in my office when I hug people, um, and they're eating candy and they're telling me things. They don't know they're telling me about how I can really reach them, you know, in the deepest parts of their hearts. Um, and I, I, I really want them to know that the picture is bigger than them, that they they represent families out there. And as God, as they surrender to God and allow God to fill them and start thinking about God sending a new man back to their families, New creations uh, in Christ. That's priceless. Yeah. You know, um, that, that really that really is priceless. And you, you, you said something that, that triggered a thought there. Um, but I, we're out of time, unfortunately. And I always like to give everybody a, a, a chance to uh, – my new friend Aaron out there who texted me and, and uh, the lady who asked for a Spanish-speaking um, – ministry if if you know somebody that needs help or you yourself need help um i I can help place you in a free faith-based recovery uh, deliverance ministry that will change either your life or those that person's life you can text me at 832-475-8642-832-475-8642 i remember what i was thinking i lost my train of thought for a second i always tell the men that they can be a powerful warrior in the kingdom because they can talk to people that other people can't talk to. Count it all joy when you go through trials and tribulations because then you have the testimony to help others. Amen. Good night. If you missed any of this show, you can catch the podcast at kkht.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.